This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Farmers were unhappy with USDA to the point that NAS had to pull its representatives from the pro-farmer crop tour in 2019 as a result of death threats. Obviously, such threats are reprehensible. But the basic premise that USDA is not living up to its mission of giving farmers a level footing relative to information in the marketplace is what motivated the rash act. While I disagree with the response, I do not disagree with the premise. I believe that USDA cost farmers billions of dollars last year with tardy and unprecise data that gave funds and end users an advantage over farmers. USDA should have access to the data and information that the funds have. They would be incompetent if they don't, or criminal if they do and are not sharing it with farmers. The American Farm Bureau Federation delegates understood that we have a problem here and are working toward a more peaceful and professional resolution of changes that need to be made. They established a working group to make recommendations and engage with NAS. I'd advised our subscribers to bin all of their crops last fall at harvest. So far, that has worked out well. I recommended dividing storing corn and soybeans into thirds as increments to market. We sold a third of the corn at 540 but made no sale of soybeans. I now advise to sell a third of the soybeans stored in the bin today. I evaluate making sales not only on price but also by the timing. I would like to make a sale by now, another in April, May, and then sweep the bin in July. The market did not recover to our 1430 objective, so we'll trigger this sale on timing instead. If $13 is our worst sale for the year, I can live with that. It'll be similar for corn. We did not reach our target price to sell another third of the corn by April or May. We will make another sale anyway. We need to be disciplined, but not stubborn. We are fortunate that we still have our grain to sell. March contracts of corn and soybeans reached trading a cent or so above the May contracts, which pays for the role in moving alongs between contracts. I'll now shift to the May contracts. I had bought December corn last August, rolled to March corn, and now to May. The bull spreads facilitated making the rolls. Pretty much the same for soybeans. KC wheat was trading higher. Will they get enough snow cover before the bitter cold temperatures? I think that this wheat crop has been in trouble from the beginning. They planted in dust and barely got enough moisture to start the crop before dormancy. There is now some risk of winter kelp, and the La Nina will still be there this spring. The winter wheat crop region is the bullseye most at risk to the La Nina. May wheat has formed a trading range and just tested the bottom side of it. You can buy it and know where your risk parameter is. A subscriber sent me this without identifying the source. COVID vaccines are in the news today, and because of them, there should be far greater acceptance in the future of what many call GMOs. Here's why. Both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines use biotechnology just like many of our crops. In fact, the European Union had to change their GMO regulations to even allow these vaccines to be developed and now administered. The Pfizer and Moderna vaccines use mRNA technology. An RNA copy of a DNA sequence for creating a given protein travels from the nucleus of the cell to the cytoplasm, which houses ribosomes. These ribosomes read the mRNA, follow the instructions, and create a specific protein to fight off COVID-19. In Bt corn, for example, a specific protein is created by the plant to kill certain insects. 
yet humans and animals can digest that protein just fine with no ill effects. It's great to see biotechnology being used for incredible human benefits, and hopefully that will reduce the fear many people have of a science that has been proven safe for decades. The next $1.9 trillion COVID aid bill reportedly has $16 billion going to what they call ag. $1.1 trillion of the previous spending authorization has not been spent yet. It goes to add more food assistance, and this time also includes assistance targeted to black farmers. They want to give them debt relief of 120% in order to cover the tax obligation when USDA debt is forgiven. CFAP from the previous bill is still frozen under review. Congressman Randy Feastra was the only Republican to get an amendment added because he got cross-party help from Iowa Congressman Sidney Axney to allow some of the $4 billion in redirected spending to go to producers who suffered damages as a result of the derecho last year. Iowa congressmen accomplished something for their districts. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 